Let's talk about balance. That's what today's episode is going to be about. Underlining theme going to be about balance. Where do we start? Okay. When questioned about how do I get to this level? How did I get to this level of awareness? How have I been able to come up with these ideas that I talk about both on the podcast and in my videos and things like that? Um, I'm tempted to respond in a way that like, it's pretty straightforward. I've always been this way. I've always been a bit rebellious. I've always kind of questioned everything. Um, But clearly, if you are resonating with things that I'm talking about, then we share the same spirit, right? You've always been rebellious and you've always been questioning things, right? So you don't listen to this podcast. You don't find this podcast interesting. You know, you don't vibrate with or resonate with what I'm talking about if you're not the same, right? Like attracts like um, birds of a feather flock together. So that's not really a good answer, is it? Like, So when, I, when I've been asked this question, I really had to stop and, and really digest the question so that I can figure out what the best possible response is because I don't want a person to feel like, you know, I've achieved this thing or I have these abilities that is outside of their reach. Because one thing I will say repeatedly on this podcast is I'm no different from you. I am you. It's just certain circumstances have caused me, you know, to, I guess, have access to maybe a bit more time, right? So that I can do a lot more reading and then I can share with you these ideas, um, which I'm grateful for, but I am you. I'm not exceptional. Right. My circumstances may be, but beyond that, we are the same. So the first thing I always do is encourage people to find the time to listen to books. In this day and age, I, a lot of us can't afford to sit and read. Right. The way we're socialized, like I talked about in the last episode, we are socialized to think that if we're not actively doing something, right, we're, we're doing nothing. Right. And what I really wanted to address is that mindset in the last episode that there's no such thing as doing nothing. Even sitting still and quote, doing nothing is still doing something. You're resting. Resting is not nothing. All right, we're socialized to feel like if we're not working to make money for somebody else, then we're nothing. And that's a slave mentality that has been imposed on us because you think about some of the wealthiest people on this planet. You think about how people like the queen live or lived, right? They're not doing even a fourth of what the average person does on a daily basis. And they have no qualms about resting, about enjoying holidays. And you look around even on animals, right? Animals will work for their food They'll work to eat, but for the most part, they're resting. Insects, I don't think rests, but we're not insects. Although somehow our society has structured us to behave as insects. And as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of a sci-fi story where humanity has been sort of hijacked by insectoid type aliens that structuring our entire society to essentially replicate 
uh, or mimic their civilization. We can't see them, right, as they feed on us. That's just like a random idea that popped into my head. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. It's just like, I just want to share with you guys, like, as I talk, random things that pop into my head. But yeah, we're not insects, right? If you absorb, if you observe mammals, for the most part, like a lion, I think I talked about this in the last episode, a lion, you know, if it's full, if it's eaten and it's full, it can walk alongside a gazelle and not attack because an, a lion doesn't attack a gazelle because it's a lion, because it's a vicious animal. It attacks because it's hungry and it needs to eat. And that's it. And so once it's met that need, it rests. But if a lion had a mind of a man, if a lion had the mind of a modern man, it would absolutely look around and say, wait, I've got all this food walking around. It would refuse to see the gazelle as its own being. It would see it instead as a food. And then it would kill every gazelle that it saw and figure out a way to store its meat so that it would never have to go hungry, even though it doesn't have to because the simulation provides. There's food everywhere, right? And that's that corruption. That's a bit of madness, right? That we've been inflicted, inflicted with. But it's only modern man because until Western civilization sort of arised, the way we've come to understand it, that's pretty much how human beings and human cultures moved right? They only took what they needed and trusted nature. And now we live in a society that, in, that subjugates nature. That's our drive. And I say our in a general sense, not in a specific sense, because I know that's not your drive, right? You just find yourself, you've awoken in, in a system that you know is not right, that something's wrong, right? So, I always say, if you can't sit and look at a book and focus, right? These these phones have kind of messed up our abilities to focus anyway. We've had them for so long. They've changed our brain. Uh, occasionally, I mentioned the book, The Shallows, what the internet is doing to our brain. It's worth a read. So they change our brain where we can't sit and look at a paper and sit still. But you can listen. And if you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to a book. And so one of the things I, I would say that has helped me make you know come to the conclusions and the insights that I provide to you and share with you guys both on the podcast and on insta and youtube um fuck tiktok uh, <laughs> you guys know how I feel about tiktok um and and, and all these other um avenues uh, is I, I I listen to a lot of books I've trained my mind to listen to books at three to three point five x speed depending on the narration narration and the narrator and so I, my mind is exposed to a lot of ideas in a very short amount of time. So I can listen to the contents of about four or five books twice in one week. And as you guys know, imagine, look, you're at the, I don't want to say it's the start of the new year because it's not. The new year starts in March. Look with your eyes, right? They've convinced us that a year begins in the middle of fucking winter. It doesn't. It starts in March. But for the sake of this conversation you you've told yourself it's 2023 so let's go with that you started the new year imagine if the next 12 months you listened to one book a week three times essentially every time you expose your mind to the same book your brain picks up more and more information so now imagine you listened to four books a month you don't have to do what I do I'm 
you know, doing the most. But just imagine you listen to four books a month. You basically read four books a month, all right? Because when you read, people forget that reading is a modern, it's a relatively, relatively modern invention. Our brains are set, are, are set programmed, not to take in information by looking at words on a piece of paper. That just came along because it, it was a tech, you know, technological uh, advancement or an invention. You're meant to memorize information by listening to it, right? We're, we were told that other civilizations were, quote, inferior to the West because they didn't write their stories down, which is bullshit. They were not inferior because they didn't write the stories down. They were superior because they memorized their stories. They had it in their mind. The only failure is that when the people died, then the information contained when their culture died, then the information contained in their minds were lost to the rest of us. That's the only downside, but everything has its shadow and light. All right. So listen, imagine for the next 12 months, four books a month. At the end of the year, you can't help but be a completely different person, a brilliant person, because you've had the ideas of people who are intelligent enough to write books, who are conscious enough to write books, who are aware enough. I'm in the process of writing a book. Should be out in the middle of this, the middle of this year. Hopefully, the next three four months we'll we'll have it launched. And um, but it's my it's all of the books that I've ever read, distilled into one book. Right. I'm going to have several others, but this is volume one. So all the books that I've ever read distilled into one book into all these different ideas that I discuss on the TikTok, but we're going to like tighten it up, clean it up so that it's digestible, right? And then when you read that book, you basically get the Cliff Notes version of, I think right now, let's say probably within just the last like few years, 500 books in one book. Right now, imagine four of that every month. There's no way at the end of the year you don't end up brilliant, insightful. Now you do that repeatedly, consistently for five years, for 10 years, you're a fucking genius. Just one book that you listen to a week. That's a start. Second thing, alcohol. I have not touched a drop of alcohol in 10 years. And while before I stopped drinking, I was insightful and you know intuitive, um, inquisitive, curious, observant, questioning, I have not had the level of mental acuity, maturity, insight, focus as I've had in the last 10 years. It didn't happen overnight, obviously. Clearly my body had to heal from the things, from the damage that had been done to my brain or to my mind or whatever you want to call it, to my spirit, to my soul, to my body from imbuing alcohol, particularly in college. Like you just drank to get fucked up because that was what you did in college. 
And because it was something that was so, so you know, socially acceptable or accepted or encouraged, you never questioned, wait, why am I doing this thing? Because you operated from the assumption that like, if this thing was a bad, we wouldn't all be doing it. But at this point in your life, you should realize that, hey, we're in a dystopia. Some people don't like when I say that. But if you're operating in this from the mindset that we're living in some kind of perfect world, then you don't suspect you then you don't question things. If you think that this is supposed to be like, this is a good thing, like where we are, if you look around and you think, no, this is fine. Right. Then you don't start challenge, you know, challenging why things are the way they are. But if you go, no, I think we're in a fucking dystopia. Then you start challenging everything, everything. So it helps for you to start from the operate from the premise that no, I'm in some kind of fucked up dystopian simulation. And then you can start opening your eyes and saying, yeah, well, why does everybody drink when we all know damn well that this shit causes like inflammation? It causes liver damage. It causes cancer. It fucks you up. It causes depression. It's literally a depressant. Why are we encouraged to drink copious amounts of alcohol almost on a daily basis? You see all these ads, everybody, all these t-shirts where people are like drinking wine and everybody's like, yay, wine, right? You go out and people are just throwing them back. That's normal. This is a fucking depressant. This will fuck you up long term. This is not good for you in any way, shape or form. But even saying this out loud, there's a lot of people who would be like, oh, no, don't say that. It's just a drink. Why don't you relax? Hey, fuck off, NPC. <laughs> No, thank you. I'm not going to intentionally put poison into my body and into my mind just because that's the norm. That's not okay. But why is that? That level of abuse encouraged? Well, because we're in a dystopia. So if you operate from the fact that you're in a dystopia and you found yourself in a dystopia, you can start removing yourself from dystopian fucking behavior. Which, side note, there's an ad um, for my own shit, by the way. Uh, <laughs> dressfordystopia.com is going to launch soon it's going to be a separate website for uh my t-shirt designs appreciate the support um it's going to feature a lot of the shirts that i wear on my video and things like that so feel free to check it out um should be launching within the next like week or so anyway sorry about that back on topic alcohol i don't drink i will not drink at this point in my life while i stopped drinking for literally pure vanity <laughs> I, I did I think I had gone out and I you guys probably some of you guys know the story I got out come back looked in the mirror there was a wrinkle on my forehead but I thought it was like a hair I tried to wipe the wrinkle off that shit was not coming off because it was not a hair it was a wrinkle and I was like bro am I cracking but I'm black <laughs> why is my black cracking and that's from that point I was like never again and I was done I was done and I was actually able to reverse that I no longer have a wrinkle on my forehead. It's gone. And not from my, no Botox. No, I stopped drinking alcohol. So if you are curious as to how did I get to this level of insight and awareness? Well, one, exposure to ideas, right? You're, you listening to this right now. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Um, you already have the foundation. You're already inquisitive. You're already curious. You're already rebellious. You're already questioning. You wouldn't have listened this far if you aren't. So that's who you are. But this system 
think Westworld, it's set up, right, where blanket any person that is that could rise to challenge the system. I'm going to say this again, dystopia, think Westworld, it's set up where any person that could rise to challenge the system, right, there's all of these sort of things that will that are put into place to diffuse their energy and to keep them vibrating in a particular level. Alcohol is one of them, right? Addiction to social media, that's another one. You're diffusing your energy. Look around. We are programmed, by we I mean these bodies, not you specifically, okay? Your body is programmed to be heavily influenced by the actions of people that you see around you. So if you look around and you see a bunch of people drinking and you feel compelled to drink, that's the programming of your body, of the brain. Challenge that. It's really tempting to spend copious of t- copious amount of time scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. But what you're doing is you're, re- you're restructuring your brain to not focus. Go and listen to a book. If you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to a book. Start writing out your ideas when you're, you know, I I like listening to books because I can, it allows me to multitask. I can paint while I'm listening, for example. But whenever you have an idea that pops up when you're listening to a book, stop and note it. Challenge the author. I've said this before. An author is an authority figure and you are naturally rebellious, friend. So challenge the author. Right. When the author says this is how it is, go, well, what if it's like this? And then write those down, write those ideas down. Once you get that going, it's like it's like it's like a groove in your brain. That muscle starts getting strengthened. So all of a sudden you look up and you just start challenging the fuck out of everything. That's how I got here. And it's my job, I feel like, um, to get you guys on my level and higher. I want to, I want to vibrate with people that are like me. And so in order for me to do that, I've got to share how I got here. You know what I mean? I want that for you. So, so that we can all like, you know, vibrate together, you know, but you and people like you are the ones that are supposed to reshape the structure that we see now. But if the system is there to kind of push you down, then you'll get lost. I've talked to people, for example, who you you listen to them talk and gosh, their minds are brilliant, but they've got caught up in the bullshit, right? So they've got all of this energy. So it's a brilliant, creative, sort of intense, passionate, and you can hear it in their voice. You can hear the power in their voice, but they live in a society that tells them, hey, you should take that energy and channel it two words like promiscuity, two words like just hooking up, two words just sex with like anybody, right? So that's an energy that you could be putting into something and it's instead, it's literally being wasted. It's being diffused across just everything. Like just anybody that comes across your path, you waste your energy because in your mind, you feel like sex is the only way for you to transmute that creative energy is through the the reproductive act. That's just one way. 
it's not a judgment for people who move in that way. I'm just saying like alcohol being the norm, this promiscuity, which once again, I'm not judging you, but that's just another sort of imposition on your psyche and your energy. And what that does is it's another way to diffuse that energy that could be that that's a very potent energy that you could use to create anything but you're diffusing it literally when you, unless you're actively trying to create a child which is what the reproductive act is unless you're actively trying to create a child or you're actively trying to connect with a person because it's not just physical reproduction of a new of a, of a new body of a child it's also you could also use that energy when you connect with another person to to create a connection with a person to, to, to create a relationship, to form something beautiful with another human being. That's an act of creation. But if every person that you interact with, it's just like, so you just hook up and then there's nothing, right? You just, you're putting your energy, but it's not, you're not building something with a person. You're just literally spilling your seed. And this is not just for men. It's just the analogy that that comes up. You're just li literally just spilling your seed and then another person, boom, and another person, boom. You're not taking one person that you connect with, that you vibrate with on a, on a deep, meaningful, esoteric level and then putting your energy into them and allowing them to put their energy into you and then building something, constructing something, creating tight bonds over time, which will then allow you guys together to then disperse not diffuse disperse that energy out into the world in different forms you see do you see i hope you're getting this visual as i speak right because when you diffuse it goes it's like a mist when you disperse it's with intention and then you can start creating things bringing things into existence together in a partnership you can't do that if you're just hooking up with one person after another person after another you're, you're misusing your energy but you're socialized to do that. It's the same thing with a lot of people who are very brilliant, but they tend to drink, right? Because they can take that energy, that frenetic sort of energy, that intense sort of energy. And when they drink, it diffuses that. And so they can like exert that energy to like, you know, harmless fun, right? Of socializing with a person. But then the counter to that is that drop, that depletion, right? It's that depletion of the energy. It drains you. You see how this, do you see how the system works? You see how the simulation works? It's a dystopia. If you check out the videos I've been talking about the last three videos or four videos I posted on my Instagram um, channel at jolie.artist, I talk about how this world is an, it's a dystopia by intention theory obviously. And do note that I do tend to speak in absolutes, but that's just my manner of speaking. Everything I say on this podcast, I've ever said on this podcast or any of my social media, it's all theory. It's just ideas, just a sharing of ideas. So even if I speak with a certain level of force, that's just how I speak. You are welcome to form your own opinions and your own theory. I actually humbly I don't humbly actually fuck humility, but I encourage you to do so. I want you to do so. And if you agree with me, cool. And if you have your own theories, that's okay. Take what you can from me. I'm okay with that. But I, I, I do think that this world is a dystopia by design. 
And that's not what this episode is about, but do please check out the videos. Um, it should be on YouTube as well. This world, I think, is a dystopia by design. But that doesn't mean it has to be as shadowy. And that doesn't mean you have to function in the shadow. And that doesn't mean that you have to get caught up in the structure of it. In the story of it. In the plot. Let that be for others. You can separate yourself from it. And function to the full, to your full potential. Even within a dystopia. Even within a dystopia. Find your space. So yeah, how I've gotten to this point is what I've shared with you so far. Okay, we're going to table that. I had a conversation with a friend just last night. I hadn't spoken to her in a while. And she called to let me know that she got engaged. Now, this friend has had issues with dating for most of her adult life. And as she approached a marker, an age marker, not that it matters, in her life, she thought she was never going to get married, find a partner. And so she texted me and she said, I got engaged. And so I called her to wish her congratulations and she was super happy. And then she started sort of being a bit more like real, like in the sense of she was like, look, I have to tell you this please help. You can almost hear the pleading in her voice. And she was like, you know, I've gone my whole life struggling with men, not trusting men, attracting men who literally just want to take from me. And I've now found a partner that wants to put into me and who's ridiculously honest. And I trust him so much. And it took me so much to get to this point. And now I'm finally happy in my life. And I'm terrified that something is going to come and take away that happiness that I am going to um, lose him in some way. And so when he went out, you know, with my father, um, just to grab something from the grocery store on Christmas Eve, I was gripped by this paralyzing fear that they weren't going to come back, that he was going to like, they were going to something terrible was going to happen. They were going to go into car accident. And then I was going to lose this thing that I, you know, worked for my whole entire life. And I'm scared. I'm absolutely scared. Now, as I listened, there was a temptation for me to say, listen, what you focus on, you might inadvertently manifest. So if you're saying you're afraid that this thing might happen, if you continue to feed that imagery in your mind, that energy, you could bring it into fruition. But that didn't feel like the right thing to say. Because all that would do is now get her sort of paranoid fighting her own mind so I didn't say that I don't even know if that's on that's even true because at the end of the day that's a genuine fear like if you've worked if you've been through so much bullshit your entire fucking life and you finally have something go your way when you've struggled for literally 20 plus years towards something and then you finally have it go your way one, you've at this point, you, you're conditioned to the struggle. You're, quote, addicted to the struggle. And two, anxiety is going to creep in like, wait, wow, I can't believe I actually got the shit that has like eluded me my entire life. 
That is a natural fearful response. It's a natural anxious response. That's just anxiety. That's your internal monologue coming in and saying some shit to you. So for me to turn around and be like, hey, don't think that. Well, she's not trying to think that intentionally. That's an internal monologue talking. All right, what have I said? What you think is thinking isn't thinking. You're just listening to a voice in your head talk shit. So she doesn't want to feel this way. She's not generating these thoughts. That's not her thoughts. She's It's an onslaught. She's being attacked by these imagery. There's an internal monologue that's triggered and it's causing her to suffer. So I decided in that moment to try a different approach. And what I said to her was, listen, you feel as though you're so happy and you're so blissful. Now, this is unconventional. I, I, I realize that what I'm about to say was a, an unconventional approach, but it's an unconventional friendship with an unconventional person. And so that's why I took this approach. What I said was, you feel as though you're so blissful and you're so happy that something is going to come and now take away that happiness. But what I said to her was this the gods sell us every good you guys familiar with this video there's nothing that we do not get there's no good that we do not get at the cost of some evil everything costs everything costs everything costs now here's the thing if you've gone your whole life looking for something suffering through bullshit You've already paid the price, sweetheart. You've you've paid it. Every <laughs> fuckboy that you encountered, every breakup, every heartache, every disappointment, all the bad shit that you're afraid is going to happen, you've already, it's already happened. You've already paid for that shit. You've already suffered. That's this is your good. You've already paid. You've already paid with the suffering. This world is about balance. And, and we're really going to delve into this, into that idea, this episode. Like really going to break it down as best as I possibly can anyway in this moment in space time. It's about balance. Even the fact that this is a dystopia, the reason why the shadow world exists is because it is it has to it exists as a shadow to balance the formative world which is the utopia which i've theorized is the fourth dimension so it we, we're here serving saturn we're serving time but the 8 hours that you're you know you're asleep here that you, when you leave your body or the 16 hours that you are awake here that's you serving time for the eight hours that you're gone. Assuming you sleep eight hours, six, eight hours. You could be in the fourth dimension for a thousand years to the 16 hours that we're here. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. But it's all about balance. So I said was at this point in time, if you've suffered the majority of your life and your life is already imbalanced, we're not this is not hell it's just a dystopia but one of the one of the laws of this world you start you'll start noticing it that's why we all kind of have this like underlining fear that like if things are going too good 
the other shoe is going to drop because on some level we know on an unconscious level inherently that there's, there's got to be balance. The Kabbalion talks about this is to not allow yourself to, to go through too many extremes. Right? I talked about alcohol, right? Alcohol will peak you. It doesn't start off depressing you. The reason why it's a depressant is that when you flip that high, you got to balance that shit out. So there comes the drop. I've talked about that on, I think it was like last two years ago now at this point. Um, I did a podcast on where I talked about my first mushroom trip. I didn't take like a macro dose, um, but I just took more than like this body could handle. And it was eight hours of like pure euphoria and then a week of shit. Like I was proper depressed and I just had to deal with it because yeah, I, I did too much. <laughs> like I peaked and it has to balance out. That is this entire world. Look around you. It enforces, the world itself will force balance. It enforces balance. It just has to be balanced. It, it loves balance. So what the Kabbalion encourages is to stay in the middle. You know, I've talked to you guys about taking broccoli sprouts. I take broccoli sprouts powdered in the form of um, either Crucera by Thorne or just straight up like um, just powdered broccoli sprouts. And um, I don't really get depressed anymore. So it doesn't allow me, I can tell, I can literally tell. I take it with mustard seed. And I can literally tell when I drop. Is that I can tell when something would normally make me feel depressed. And while I'm taking like the broccoli sprouts with the crucera um, and mustard seed, when I take I take it every day now, um, things that would normally make me, you know, drop, like I could see it, like I can see it in my mind, right? Where my, my normally my internal monologue would start talking, but I can't, like it will not the broccoli sprouts will not allow me. Sulforaphane is the active ingredient. It just won't allow me to drop, you know, but on the opposite end, it also won't allow me to peak. Like I could be in situations where like I could feel like super happy, super euphoric or whatever, but I tend to just kind of stay even killed. And that might not work for people. Like some people might hear that and think, no, no, no. Like I want to be able to feel like these sort of intense moments. But for me personally, it helps me to just stay in the middle because um, for this body, when things get too high, I, I, you know, it drops and that's where the depression comes. So I like to kind of keep it in the middle. And once again, that's something that is encouraged in the Kabbalion that is actually like a hermetic maxim is like keeping things, you know, avoiding extremes, staying balanced. Right. So I think that's why we all have this sort of fear of when things are going too well, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop? And what I do personally is when things are going badly or if I'm working towards something and it's not working, knowing that this is essentially a law of the, it's an observed, it's an observed and observable law of this construct. If things are going not the way I want them to go, I realize it's because I'm paying for something. So I have to go through the to the disappointment in order to, the disappointment, the things not going the way I want them to go 
is me paying for the good. You don't have to accept this information. You do with the information what you will. I'm telling you, this has been my experience and it has been something that I've studied and I've observed as well. So sometimes when things are going well, I know, okay, brace yourself because there's going to be, you know, the not so well. So even like with my spouse, um, with my husband, whenever we go through moments where it's like, we're just, everything is good and we're getting along. I, I just tell myself in the back of my mind, just be mindful that you're going to, you're about to go through a period where for whatever reason, you guys will not be able to like get on the same wavelength. And sure enough, it always happens. And while we are in that period where we're not like, we're not clicking, we're not connecting. It just helps me to not make it about the entire relationship or, or what it means. And it just helps me to remember this is literally just, it's the balance. It's the balance. It's the imbalance. It's the balance being enforced. And here, I think I've talked to you guys about this too. Like if things are going like a little too well, like every once in a while, I'll just, you know, boom, I'll just pick a little, I'm not saying this shit's healthy, but I'm just saying who's to decide what is healthy and what is not healthy. This is literally a maxim. Pay attention. Do with this information what you will. But every once in a while, like if we're just things are going too well, I just will kind of, you know, pick a little fight. I might flip his phone out of his hands. (laughs) At this point, he's used to it and he's not unconscious to this at all. He knows exactly what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um, and so he just goes with it and maybe he he just thinks of it as like a superstition and maybe on some level it might be. But for me, the way I see it is if I impose the balance, if I impose the balance, then the balance will not get imposed on me. I'll say that again. If I impose the balance, then the balance will not be imposed on me. It also teaches you to like accept when the balance is being imposed on you, right? You can't go out drinking all night and have a good ass time and then be surprised when you feel like shit the next day. That's the balanced, the balance being imposed on you. Even look at nature. You have summer and spring. What is the balance? You have winter and fall or fall and winter. That is the balance. Everything, shadow, light, black, white, tall, short, everything is balanced, imposed. Okay. So what I, back to my friend, what I said to her was, listen, if you've gone 40 plus years struggling in relationships specifically, that means you're, you've already paid. So that horrible thing that you're expecting to happen to you, it's behind you. You've already been through the shit. So now going forward, you're not going to experience the counter of that. One. Two, you're saying like you're so happy, but you're not. Because even in the experience of you feeling happiness, once again, the balance is still being imposed. Because on the half, you're euphoric of, oh my gosh, I'm getting married. I love this guy. I found somebody I love. And you're feeling that. And then on the opposite hand, you're simultaneously feeling anxiety and pain. The balance is already being imposed. You're not 100% happy. You have anxiety. It's there. Because you can't even feel the pure pure euphoria because the anxiety is coupled in. You're good. You've already paid the cost. In fact, the fact that you're calling me and I'm talking to you and as I was talking to her, she started crying. She was like, you have no idea how 
how much you're helping me talk about that. I was like, look, you're crying. Even the fact that you're crying because you're feeling this pain. Like, think about this. Like a normal, you can't even like, this is not, I didn't mean this as a criticism. Okay, so but I'm like, you can't even like enjoy a simple engagement because you've been through so much fucking trauma that just something as simple as somebody, you know, you met wants to spend their life with you, rest of their life with you, the rest of your life with them wants you to spend the rest of your life with them and vice versa, you know, has given you a rock and says, Hey, let's be roommates. I had to obviously simplify it just because, so she doesn't make it this huge thing. So I'm trying to bring it down. So she stays balanced and keeps it in play of what it really is. Right. I was, I, I mean, I, I was just throwing the jokes at her too. Um, I'll share the jokes, but, um, but bring it in. The the balance is already this horrible thing that you're afraid is going to happen. You're already experiencing it just in small doses because you're, you're, you have anxiety, you have fear around this. And so you're suffering while also being happy and you've already suffered leaving up, leading up to this moment of happiness. So you've already paid the price. So then just be at peace. You know what I mean? Just be, be at peace. I said to her was, listen, if you are afraid, because that's what anxiety is, right? Particularly anxiety around happiness and accomplishment. Because the same thing happened to me, not going to lie. Um, I just got verified on Instagram. And I've worked for the last two years towards that goal, you know. And um, I, I, I remember looking and when I saw that I'd been verified and I had the little blue check mark for my name. I at first was like, oh shit, like <laughs> what? And then I was like... I didn't want to say anything to anybody because my internal monologue came in and was like, yeah, don't, you know, don't say anything because they could like, what if you wake up the next day and they take it away? That is a normal anxiety for something when you've worked really hard towards something. When you've dedicated, you've put in the hard work towards something and then you get, you get what you've been working towards. I've done the work and now I got essentially the payment for the work and now I'm afraid that somebody's going to try to take the payment away. But what I said to her was, listen, you, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not fucked up. That's just natural anxiety. I have it. We all have it. You know what I mean? That That's kind of built in also with this fear of success. Right. Part of the reason why a lot of people sabotage themselves is because they're afraid that once they attain something, once they achieve something, not only that they don't deserve it. Right. This imposter syndrome. But they also feel like if they they've worked so hard to get to a certain point. Once they reach that certain point, it's like, gosh, what if something happens to take this thing away? And then sometimes they start sabotaging to create this thing that takes the thing away and because they, and they do it unconsciously. My response to that is stop doing that. If you come to my house and you say, hey, listen, um, I want to mow your lawn, Right. I don't really have grass, but I want to mow your lawn and, um, and I want you to pay me like a hundred dollars to mow my lawn, to mow your lawn. Right. And then you go out and you take your, your lawn mower and you do the work. You should expect to get fucking paid. And once you get paid for doing the work, you shouldn't then be looking around thinking like somebody's going to jack you and take your hundred dollars that you fucking earned. What I said to her was, bitch, you've earned this. And more importantly, be proud of yourself 
that you violently rejected anything and everything for 40 plus years that didn't align with what you knew you deserved. Because you didn't accept a proposal from any Tom, Dick, and Harry, as my mom would say. You accepted a proposal from a man that you knew that you, you could trust. They wouldn't cheat. They would be faithful. You didn't settle. There's so many women and men out there who, just for the sake of being married or being in a relationship, they accept things. And that's that. But she violently rejected. And, and that's not judgment at all, by the way. Because some people's end goal may just simply be to be married regardless and that they'll just work through whatever they work through. She wanted to be married to a person who would be faithful to her. So that's her end goal. And she violently rejected, you know, anything that didn't fit what she wanted. And it took her time and it took her a lot of stress and a, a lot of hard work. You know, she had to go through therapy and everything like, like just to process it. But she's earned this. So nobody's coming to take that away. Because she's already paid. And I was like, you need to remember that. If, there, if this is this, if there are demons that out there that you're afraid of, that you think are looking for people around the world who are too happy, well, you're not that happy <laughs> comparatively because you have anxiety. So you should be good. If Queen Elizabeth can reign for 70 plus years and nobody took that away from her and there's nothing special about her. She wasn't born to be queen. She wasn't supposed to be queen. England wasn't supposed to have a queen. It was a happenstance, right? That's unearned. She just happened to be in the right place at the right time. That was unearned and that, that didn't get taken away from her. So why should you, who just wants to be with the person who gave you a ring and wants to be with you, why should you fear having that being taken away from you? You're not asking to be the queen of England. You're not asking for anything beyond what is normal is to find a partner I mean, swans can find their partner. You think swans are worried about once, like, once they find it? Nobody's out there. No, There's no demons out there trying to like take out swans who's just trying to find a partner to mate for life. You're not asking for anything exceptional. Your partner, this man that, in, that proposed to, him, to her, is not exceptional in any way beyond the fact that he's what she wanted. Right? He's not... He's not exceptional in a way that society would define. I'm sure he's exceptional to her because he is the exception and that's who she chose to marry. But as far as like society is concerned, she's not asking for a rocket science scientist. She's not marrying Prince Harry. He's just a good guy. I wanted to marry her and that's it. And she's a good woman. And she's getting married. So that's okay. Scale back. And you know what? Sometimes you got to remember... For example, talking about Prince Harry, I bet you when Meghan got engaged, she was thinking, I'm marrying a prince. All right. 
And if she knew at the time, everything that she knows now, she probably may be thinking uh, maybe a little bit differently. She probably would have thought differently back then when she first got engaged. Scale it back. You're not marrying a prince. You're marrying a dude with like kind of a fucked up family. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everything that comes with it, with that. You know, it's just, it's this idea of, oh my God, I'm marrying a prince. I'm going to be a princess. You're, you're, you're allowing yourself to peak and you're, you're setting your expectations too high and the balance will be imposed on you. Now imagine Megan got engaged and she called me, right? And she was like, I, I'm getting married to this prince. I'm getting married to Prince Harry and I'm afraid I'm going to like, something's going to happen. I'm going to lose him. Now, how do you think I would respond if I was friends with Megan? I'd be like, listen, sweetheart, you're not marrying a prince. You're marrying some redheaded guy. Like he seems cool. You don't really know a lot about him. You just started dating him. All right. You're also getting married to a man. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but men are kind of fucking idiots. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm not trying to mail bash, but you know what I mean? My husband hates when I say shit like this, but, um, but you know, they're men. You're, you're marrying a dude. Okay. Guys are very simple creatures. You know, you're a beautiful woman. He's just happy that like you want him and that you will allow him to put his penis inside your body. That's really what's going on. He's found a woman that has, <laughs> that is gorgeous and way out of his league physically. Right. And will allow him to have sex with her. That's really what's going on. Like, let's be honest. And he's like, yeah, I want to keep having sex with you. I heard that you women like rocks. Here's a shiny rock. Please allow me to keep having sex with you, please. That that's what it is. He's it's this this idea of a prince and all this other stuff. Like that's just extra shit that's imposed. At the end of the day, he's just a man. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to like, you know, married couples and things like that, but when you're married, you know, after a while, your prince becomes just a man. So I'm gonna need you to keep that energy scaled all the way back and understand that like it's just a guy. It's just a guy you know and now think about everything that she had gone through i just watched the documentary on netflix that's why i was i didn't want to <laughs> i didn't want to but then i did and i was like actually i kind of like them i like their story i find it interesting but scale it back stop getting shit hyped up because understand that everything has dark and light stop hyper focusing on the dark sides of things or, and stop hyper-focusing on the light side of things. Every single thing that you will encounter in this dual world is dual, dual by nature. The duality is imposed, whether it's imposed at the exact moment that you encounter it or stretched out towards time, it is imposed. So she was like, I'm marrying a prince. Yay. That's the light side of it. The dark side of it is all the crazy shit that we saw that came with that and his family and all these rules and, you know, um, paparazzi showing up at her house and all this stuff, like what happened with her relationship with her father, all this stuff. Like, it's not all just one thing. Move accordingly. You really need to wear not rose colored shades. If anything, you need to wear shades that are black and white. Where whenever you look at everything, any situation that you encounter, you look at it as black and white. There, there's two sides to this. You see, for example, as some of you may know, 
um, my Instagram, my social media pages, for whatever reason, scammers decided to attack, to use my profile, copy my name, copy my videos and start using my videos to try to scam people. And so I started getting a lot of messages from people telling me, hey, there's somebody like there's multiple accounts that are basically pretending to be you. And my response to that is, was, is that so? Right. To quote the, the, the monk, I think I've referenced before, is that so? It annoyed the fuck out of me. Right. And I did everything I could in my power to like counter it, like by letting people know, listen, I'm not out there trying to offer you guys readings, guys. That's not fucking me. Like I, I'm not, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to support the channel, it's not going to be me. D I'm not, I'm never, I don't even know why people would think that I'm the kind of person that's going to DM people to be like, let me do, I don't even know what a reading is to be perfectly honest. Right. Buy a t-shirt, buy a sweater, buy a painting. If you're balling out like that, I appreciate you go to jellyartist.com, buy one of my paintings. Like if you want to ball out like that, I'm not soliciting you for readings. I'm an artist. I'm not a psychic. And I had to put that on my page as well. Like anybody that's DMing you for reading is a scam. Is a scammer. That's a scam. That's not me. You know, that was the dark side. The light side to that is because of what happened when I contacted Instagram about it, they verified my page. If you can start moving with that, understand that everything is fucking balanced. Everything is balanced. When I eat sweets, like I had a cookie yesterday. It was good. It was gluten-free. Um, I have to, have to, have to eat something bitter. Like later on in the day, like right before I went to bed, I had some U, Y-E-W, like bark. It's good for your body. It's supposed to, you know, it's just look it up. I think I talked about it a while ago on podcast, but it's Y-E-W. Um, and I got it from big, I think it was big something botanicals, something like that. Um, but if you're interested, DM me and I'll, I'll tell you more. Uh, might take a while for me to respond, but I will respond. Um, it's bitter. It tastes like just pure bitterness, but you counter that. I imposed, I imposed the balance right? I ate something sweet. I'm not going to wait for the reality to, to give me something bitter. I went out of my way and I ate something bitter to counter whatever effects of something sweet, of eating something sweet. If I eat too much, I move like lions. I mentioned lions again. This constant thing where we've got to eat three meals a day, that's another, that's that bullshit that's once again imposed on us, like the new year. Right. We're being told that the new year starts in the middle of fucking winter. Use your fucking eyeballs. A new year does not start until you start seeing new plants. Like the trees know when the when the year starts. Not some stupid Gregorian, you know, calendar that was intentionally contrived to deceive the masses because we're clearly living in a fucking dystopia. Use your eyeballs. I said I was going to stop cussing so much. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, well, um, use your eyeballs, right? It's the same thing. If a lion is hungry, it will go out and eat. Once it is eaten, it won't eat again until it's done digesting its food. It also won't just attack another animal simply because it looks delicious. 
Now, how else are you supposed to move? Now, think about how you get up in the morning and because it's eight o'clock, you go and eat. Oh, it's 12 o'clock, you go and eat. Now it's six o'clock, you go and eat. You're not even hungry. You're just feeding this mass consumption idea, right? You're feeding big pharma. You're feeding, you're feeding big ag because, you're, because our food's toxic. The food's overly processed and they, they, let, you know, they, they lend into each other, right? You eat shit food that's going to make you sick, which then, you know, requires you to eat shit medication. And they, it just, it's a loop back and forth, back and forth. If you're not hungry, don't fucking eat. If you've eaten too much, let your body digest the food. That's it. Learn from nature. The new year doesn't start until you see new roots shoot from the ground. When when your flowers start coming into bloom, that's the beginning of the year. And you're not hungry until you're fucking hungry. Not because it's 6 p.m. Use your eyes. Oh, no, I got off on that tangent, but back to my friend. So if you're afraid that there's some sort of, there's some sort of demons out there, they're looking for people who are too happy. What you should tell yourself is I'm not even that happy. <laughs> there are, there are literally like Beyonce exists, right? Beyonce is a thing. Nothing's happened to her. Or I will, but I will argue, I will make the argument that the reason why, like, you know, her life is the way she, she is is because she didn't find the most handsome guy in the world. Like, she's very successful. She does really well for herself. But she didn't, she wasn't seeking this, like, perfectly, you know, st- structurally, like, just big, beautiful, good-looking, like, Idris Elba-looking guy, right? She picked a good, you know, guy that was a good fit. But she, I think, on, I don't even know, she's a Virgo, so maybe she knows, but... On a conscious level, she moved like, okay, I can't have my life be too perfect. So I've got, you know, I've got a successful career. I want a family, but I'm going to, this guy, he, I can't also have like a beautiful partner, right? I'm sure he's got a brilliant mind, but he's not aesthetically, you know, beautiful and that's okay. So she imposed, I don't know if she does it, if she did it consciously or not, but she imposed or maybe she has had imposed on her the balance. There's always a but, and that but is the balance. That but is the balance. But if you're looking for somebody who, you know, if you look around, if you feel like your life is like too good and you're afraid that something's gonna get you because you're too happy, Understand that if you've had if you've had to work hard to get to where you are in life, you've earned that shit. And the simple fact that you're afraid that something is going to come and take it away from you should tell you that you're not that happy. You're not too happy, <laughs> right? That's already been in post, so you're good. Just relax and enjoy yourself. It's okay. You've earned it. You've suffered enough. Even if in this moment in life, right now, boom, from now on, everything is just all good shit happens. Look back at your life. I'm sure it's been shit leading up to it. So you've earned it. You've paid your dues. I had somebody message me. Um, I said, I'm not going to talk about it. But you paid your dues. You paid your dues. Mind your business. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you paid your dues. But be mindful 
I had a couple of people actually will will um will comment every once in a while. They'll ask me like, "Are you like are you a natural born female?" <sighs> I I'm a tall woman. That question's always weird to me because I, I get it because of the way I speak. It's a very dominant way of speaking, so it's a bit masculine, right? So so I understand where the question is coming from, but I'm not tran. Um, sometimes I wish I were because I'm honestly tired of bleeding every freaking month. I'm not on, you know, I'm not doing any of that. I don't, obviously you guys know, I'm not going to be putting weird substances in my body, uh, but shit, shit is getting old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I sometimes do wish, you know, that, um, but more importantly, what I always think when I'm asked this question, I don't typically respond to the question because I don't want to offend anybody. Um, I, I responded one time, like I went off and then I was like, ah, just leave it. It's not even, cause it is, I find it offensive in a way. Um, but not because I think there's anything wrong with being tran. It's just that like, why are you worried about what's going on between my legs? Am I trying to fuck you? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of more why I find it offensive. And it's also because like simply, I know where that's coming from. It's like one of these like conspiracy um, theories is going on about like, I know it's fringe. It's fringe from like, um, what are those people? Uh, I forget what they're called, but they like, there's this theory that Michelle Obama is actually like a man, which is like stupid. Like, because tall women don't exist you know what i mean like that that bothers me it's like i'm i'm tall i i <laughs> i'm a tall woman i'm also a black woman right so we tend to also be more muscular just in general just exceptional like that's just our genes you know so it, i find that question offensive and i feel like there's some racial undertones to that that because I present in a particular way, I'm somehow less feminine compared to like, like a white female. And so for, for whatever reason, it aggravates me. But I always want to answer like, it doesn't aggravate me because I think there's anything wrong with trans people. So I should, I should clarify that. It just, it, to me, it feels like there's some racial undertones. You know what I mean? Um, or that a woman can only be a particular way like you can only be demure you can't speak in a particular way and you have to you know what I mean like carry yourself in it and if you deviate from this like perception of what women are supposed to be then you've got to be like a man so like any of my even the way I think the way I carry myself like it's being strong you want to take away those attributes from me as a woman and give it to something like give it to a man it's like when I used to get this growing up um you you speak like a white person it's like what you're basically saying is that a black person can't sound articulate and eloquent you that's an insult fuck you you know what i mean so like you're saying like a natural born female can't be strong can't be tall can't you know present in a particular way once again fuck you but <sighs> i feel like if i were trans like i would have chosen better tits like look at my <laughs> like yo, you guys can see my tits um I mean, I've had a child, so like they're they're kind of you know, they're kind of you know, it's TMI. I don't know if you guys need to know all of this, but they 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 hang low. <laughs> they hang low. I definitely breastfed for probably longer than I should have, and I used the pump and everything like that. So they're just they're they're hanging. Um, not even wearing a bra right now, so that's probably part of the problem. And I always think like, gosh, like if I were trying, don't you think I would have chosen like better tits? You know what I mean? Like they, if my tits were like up to my neck bone, like my collarbone, then ask that question. But obviously, I'm always like in t-shirt and sweatshirt, so you guys can't see that. But 
I'm telling, I'm saying all guys to say this, that, you know, the, the temptation was there. Look, I'm in SoCal. Everybody's got like perfect bodies that I had the temptation to go and get my boobs done. The very least, not implants, because I wouldn't put anything in my body, but at the very least to get them lifted. Then I said to myself, I said, Joe, you're as close to perfect as can be in this reality. Like there's always got to be a but. You know what I mean? So if you try to push beyond where you are now to try to make yourself, quote, perfect, you're going to fuck up. You're going to fuck something up. Because once again, the system will impose that balance. You can't be all perfect. It's got to be, I know I know how this sounds, but it's true. This is how my mind works. There's got to be something imperfect about you. So just leave your saggy titty saggy. Like it's okay. So I'm proud of my saggy titties. Um, I am. It's part of what makes me imperfectly perfect. All right. But if it means that I still get to be all these other things, you know, um, but with saggy titties and so be it. All right. You got to move with that way. You got to impose the imperfection. You got to allow the imperfections in you because that those imperfections aren't actually imperfections. They're balance. It's this, it's, you have to be balanced. You have to be dual. You have to be dark light. You need that. Otherwise the system will impose balance on you. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Like think about how many people we we've known that who like they, you know, they were okay. And they went and got plastic surgery and then they just kept pushing and now they, they look grotesque. The system will impose balance. It's just which direction do you want to swing, swing, right? You can control that consciously. You can control that. I want you guys to start moving with intention with this mindset. This is very powerful. Because now, any situation you find yourself, if you move in that mindset, that okay, it's all about balance, balance is key, then there's no way you can really get discouraged doing anything, right? So for example, you wanna start, let's say you wanna learn how to paint. The first year, you suck. Your second year, you suck. The third year, you're getting better, the fourth year, eventually you get good. But it's balance. You got to look at your the, the spread over time, right? You're paying to be good in the future by sucking right now. You get what I mean? It's balance, right? You're paying to be good. So the payment, you sucking is the shadow, right? To be good is the form in the future. So you got it. You're gonna suck right now, and then you're gonna be good in the future. Stop quitting, just because things are getting hard. You're paying. That's the shadow. You got to look at things throughout time, not just like moment by moment. That's why I talked to you guys about the block, you know, 4D block universe, and how all of all of time is happening right now. If all of time is happening right now, then everything that you're inspiring, you know, aspiring towards already exists in the future, right? Split it down the middle. The future is to the right. You are in the past to the left right now. You are in the shadow working towards the light. 
but it's perfectly balanced. Does that make sense? It's why really hot people are kind of ugly when they're <laughs> when they were younger. I'm laughing. Same applies to me. I mean, I, I was just, I don't know. Everybody always said I was pretty, but like when I look back at my pictures, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but yeah, that's, it's balance. You got to look at the entirety. We're not mo- living life moment to moment. Life isn't happening moment to moment. The story's already written and it's already balanced. You get it? It's already balanced. So the business, I'm not, I don't, I can't tell you how long you're going to have to suffer for to earn, right? Just like, I can't tell you how long it could take me, you know, three hours to mow a lawn. I don't know how to mow lawns, right? But a professional could mow a lawn in like 45 minutes, however long it takes to mow lawns. All right. So the same thing. If you're moving towards success, you have a particular goal. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take you, but understand that you're, you're, once you put in the work, unless you quit, that's your choice. That's on you. But unless you, but once you put in the work, you're paying, you're paying for it. So you're, you're, you're putting in the work and it could be anything. It could be, you know, starting a business. It could be finding a relationship. It could be anything that you're working towards. You're putting in the work. Just do the work. Do the work and shut the fuck up. Eventually, you're going <laughs> to... It should be a shirt. Do the work, shut the fuck up. Because eventually, you're going to get to where you're going. But move accordingly. It's the same thing with just people that you're interacting with. Even your day-to-day relationships and everything like that. Like, it swings. You know? Like, some moments, it's dark. And that's okay. The darkness is pain for the light. I'm telling you, this is a law. This is a law in the, in the simulation, in the program. It is programmed in. So move accordingly. 